This episode of the Mother Loving Future Show is brought to you by Amber Lestrange and Jenna Penrose with JMO 5000 Productions. Welcome everybody to the Mother Loving Future Show. You're here with Amber and Jenna <laughs> and today we are discussing curbing your inner critic. That biatch. Let's get her. For more show notes, more on this topic, or to sign up for more MLF goodness, check out our website, themotherlovingfuture.com. Jenna, I know you're busting at the seams to give us this definition. Nothing makes me bust at my seams more than giving a definition. I know, you're so good at it. So, take it away. Curbing your inner critic. Telling that negative voice in your head that prevents you from loving yourself, believing in yourself, and following your dreams to sit down and shut up. Uppercut. Uppercut. Nice one. Often we are our own worst enemy, but this can change with mindful intention. Do you think it's possible to eradicate the inner critic? I think the only way that I think that's possible is to eradicate the ego, which I know is a conversation, whether or not that's possible. Um, But I think it is by the spiritual practice of making yourself a a vessel of of universal love and making yourself a vessel of oneness. Because when you're a vessel of oneness, you are not an ego at all. Okay. So a vessel of pure universal love without any type of negative inner critic would mean enlightenment. Well, it would mean like, yeah, it would just mean you are like fully embodying the love of source on earth, which would be like Jesus Christ, right? So it's like, we strive to be like that. So yes, I strive to be that way. Okay. So it's possible if you're working on enlightenment that you may be able to curb your inner critic once you reach those golden gates, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for all those who aren't enlightened yet, hi, that includes me. Um, I think that obviously the ego is an inbuilt mechanism that serves us to some degree, but at this day and age, it seems a little bit rampant and out of control. So... Well, but the ego does represent separation. You know, that you are a person separate from me is the ego illusion. Do you know what I mean? Like that anything would be you and not everyone else at the same time is an an illusion of ego. It's true, but it's still there. It's still there. So we're working with what we have and what's there, right? Yeah, but if we're trying to shift the consciousness into a a time and place where we are coming from a, a unity consciousness perspective and not an ego consciousness perspective... You know, so I mean, that's the goal. That's the goal, and, and that's definitely the where we should be focusing. But you can't deny it's still there. So my whole approach is acknowledge that it's there mm-hmm. and just learn how to manage it mm-hmm. and learn how to curb it, rather than believing that that's reality and that that's the truth and that that's all that is. Well, yeah, but I mean, I guess my answer to how you curb it is to the spiritual practice of making yourself a vessel of love and um, making yourself um, at the level of unity consciousness where you see the other is you, you know, like um, you are the other and the other is you. So every time you have that negative dialogue going on in your head, how do you curb that? Do you just say, do you say your prayer that you're a vessel of universal love? Yeah, that I, I, I seriously ask God, universe, spirit to wash me through with the light of love. And I'm so focused on being washed through with the light of love and every single cell of my body vibrating at the light of love and calling in the angels of my highest guides and everything like that, that I'm so into that, that I, I nothing else exists. That becomes everything. So does that work in regards to you're never really in your um, inner critic for long? 
I think that it's, I'm not in my inner critic for long. I think I have negative thought patterns in my head, which take the form of anxiety. And I, I'm a very critical of myself, but I'm only critical of myself in comparison to who I was yesterday, more so than to other people. But usually. you still get hijacked by I, that inner critic, I right? I do once in a while, but I, I recognize that as a spirit. And I, I'm like, my spiritual practice is to eradicate those moments. Great. So it's, yeah. they're getting shorter they're getting with shorter. this practice. Oh yeah, definitely. And where are the places where you compare yourself most to others? Well, one word, Instagram. Oh, that bad boy has <laughs> taken us all down. Totally. <laughs> totally. Instagram is a killer. I know. It's bad. Oh my God. It's really How to like make yourself get stuck in ego consciousness. Yeah, Just look really at some bad. Instagram. I know. It's all about that tappity tap tap. Double tap. Yeah. If you don't get that double tap, oh boy, it's going to be a bad day. Yeah, you better double tap this podcast, guys. <laughs> see? See the attachment to the tap? Yeah, but see, non-attachment. Yeah. yeah. We, see, you and me, Amber, in this podcast, we have to make ourselves vessels of love. Whatever we say is hopefully, you know, coming through as us being a vessel. Divinely guided. And what if it resonates, it resonates. If people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. And we just have to be unattached. Oh, completely. In a perfect world. Uh, but we're not. That's what I'm talking but about. I want to talk about the imperfect world mm-hmm. where we're all suffering mm-hmm. and we can all relate mm-hmm. and we are all trying to battle that inner critic because I know that there are times in my life where that inner critic has taken me out. When? Oh my gosh. I mean, the main times for me, I'm I'm usually a pretty positive person. Yeah. Uh, but there has been times where I've been completely sideswiped into this world of illusion that I'm not good enough. I'm not where I'm meant to be. Um, in every element of my life, I'm failing and I I just get distracted completely by that negative dialogue. Mm -hmm. I get completely taken off track. I get debilitated and just paralyzed. Totally, totally. I can relate to all of that. I definitely can. And you asked me when are the moments, really it's when, um, if if I think back to the phase of my life where I was taken out most and I wasn't able to control that negative inner dialogue, it would have been um, probably about seven years ago, I was totally possessed by that. And that was a moment in my life. I was going through my Saturn's return and I was breaking up with my twin flame. Check out oh. Twin Flame podcast, yeah, everyone. We'll link it. <laughs> and I was recalibrating. I, I was basically trying to pick up the pieces of my identity and who I was. So it took a major uh, death and rebirth to push through that completely uh, hijacked by the inner critic. Oopsie. Uh, so, yeah. And so, so like, what are the triggers? I, I know for me, what triggers me when I'm like looking at Instagram and people that I'm just like so triggered by is usually someone who's doing something that I want to be doing or like my inner self feels like that should be me, but I'm not doing it. So someone That's what that, triggers me that you can compare to where you are in life. Yeah. Like for an example, like a really good example, clear one is, um, before I got pregnant, people who posted pictures of their pregnant bellies and their babies, Mm. like, oh, it just like got me because I wanted to be pregnant. I wanted to have babies. Like I wanted that so bad that to see someone else have that and then to not have it hurt me. So you clearly didn't double tap their picture. No, I I didn't double tap their picture. Did you unfollow them? 
Well, I mean, honestly, before I had babies, I really wasn't much on Instagram. It was more on Facebook. Um, but oh, and most of those people days. were like my actual friends. So no, I didn't unfollow them. So you, and I did double. I did double tap. Yeah, I did like them. But I was just like, oh, like, oh, you know, it, it hurt me. It wasn't like I wasn't happy for them, but it was like I just wasn't happy for me. Okay, so how did that affect your life in that moment? It made me want it so bad. But what I realized is that me wanting that so bad was a sign from my higher self that it was mine, that it was meant to be mine. Do you know what I mean? Mm, Nice spin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Love that spin. Mm -hmm. So did you flip the switch and turn that negative inner critic to motivation to get that thing? Yeah. And also I even turned it into, for the pregnancy one, I turned it into like a sign that it was going to happen. Like every time I saw a pregnant lady, like every time I saw a pregnant lady, I was like, that's a sign I'm going to be pregnant instead of being like, oh, she's pregnant and not me. See, isn't that incredible? Our entire reality is built upon our perspective. Mm -hmm. And if we can just mindfully and consciously choose that perspective that empowers us and moves us towards the life we want, Mm -hmm. then you win. Mm -hmm. But it takes that um, kind of self-observation to know that that's where your mind is reverting to that negative loop and that you can choose it and be like, actually, I'm going to take that as a sign. Mm-hmm. Cause why else would I care so much about like being pregnant if, I, if it wasn't meant to be for me, you know? And so did that perspective change your reaction for like seeing people on Instagram or, or Facebook? Yeah. And you know what was else? It less triggering? It was less triggering, but more than that is I got pregnant. Like when I changed my perspective on it. See, you willed it in. Yep. So good. Yep. Okay, so what's another, where else in your life do you compare yourself to others and get down on yourself? Um, You know... Not in a good way. Get down on yourself. (laughs) I don't want to say that. Um, Get all negative on yourself. I mean, I definitely also just in parenting, you know, because for my parenting experience, my kids are very intense and I love them for that. And I don't curb them. I let them be crazy and intense and like let make their own decisions. And I try not to like have a fear based way of controlling them at all, which means that, you know, I don't have that much control unless it's a safety issue. And so I, 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 I can't say that parenting has been that enjoyable because I've just been, you know, up all night nursing. I haven't gotten that much sleep. I've like literally given all of myself to a point which is probably unhealthy. And so thus it hasn't been so fully enjoyable. So one thing that triggers me now that I am a parent and now pregnant people don't trigger me anymore. Um, Got to find another trigger. (laughs) Um, Tricky, tricky. So what it is now is like people who like either have an easy time or what looks like a fun time. Um, you know, parenting, including you, Amber. Yes. <laughs> Jenna's looking at me with daggers in her eyes. No, I mean, yeah, the, like the way the food that Valentine eats, for example, mm-hmm. I mean, you know this, but it, it hurts me sometimes because Milo will not eat healthy food. And I believe so strongly that food is medicine. And, and so what, and so what's the negative dialogue? You'll be triggered by the comparison of you and it's, me it's and not, Valentine eating food and good it's, food. It's just like... Where does the dialogue go that I'm not a good mom? Like what, yeah, what does your dialogue tell you? Yeah, that I could do better, I guess. And what do you do with that? Um, I just get frustrated because I know that I can't do better. It becomes a conversation within my head because it's like I can't, I'm doing everything I can. I'm literally trying to stuff healthy food down this kid's throat like 24 hours a day and he's like continuing his gaze in my eyes while he like crushes it and throws it on the floor. So I don't know what else I could do. (laughs) 
pin him down. <laughs> he ate a lot of Akmog crackers today, so I definitely think we're making progress. Oh, <laughs> oh you're screwed. <laughs> okay, Why? cool. So, no, 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 it's not bad. Just jokes. Um, so basically, in motherhood, that's where you find the the biggest comparison. And and it's more not even food. It's more just like people who have like a fun, cute time of it. And like for you know, for me, it's just like. And I think for most people, it's really like you have throw up in your hair. You're like running around like a chicken with your head cut off, crying. Jeez. Oh, no, I mean not crying, but like sometimes rocking back and forth in the yeah, cupboard. Exactly, like in the fetal position. Like oh boy, yeah. But you know that's how, that, that's really how it is when you're like a young parent, and I think that's normal. And so when you see people on their Instagram posting like happy, wonderful pictures of how their life is so easy and clean and cute, it's kind of like why is my life so clean and easy and cute? Mm. But do you get that it, that people only choose their best, cutest moments to broadcast? Yeah, but I do. And so I'm just kind of like, why are you misrepresenting yourself also? You know, like it's just, it's, it's inauthentic. But don't you think that if people were... And it's like they're trying to trigger people. Maybe. Do you think so? I think so. You like think so. everyone? I think a lot of people on their Instagrams are trying to pretend that they have a perfect life just so when people look at them, they think, oh, this person's life is perfect, which is an, which is an, a misrepresentation of themselves, you know? Okay. So let me ask you a question. Say I committed my, I dedicated my Instagram to only revealing my darkest moments and I didn't want to put anything inspiring up or anything light well, that's a bit and joyous like too and much happy. Opposite direction. Okay. Just, how about just so like being So my real? argument is, is people, okay, <clears throat> I get what you're saying, but I think that we have to, we should have a responsibility with social media to, it's to put up content that inspires, uplifts, uh, educates, helps, um, whatever it may be. I know there's a motive where it's kind of people just want to be um, um, loved and seen. Mm-hmm. And can't you read between those lines and be like, oh, that person is crying. Their inner critic is probably off the hook oh, right now. Oh, those people have the inner critics that are most off the hook. That's it. And how about having compassion and just being okay? Oh, I do okay. have compassion for them. I do. But it's like, you know, the first step for them is going to be like realizing that they need to switch the focus from perfection to authenticity. But don't you think as well that people just doing what they're doing isn't personal, isn't for you to take personal, is rather if it triggers you, there's something for you to look at within yourself? Says the girl with a very cute Instagram feed. (laughs) No, but like, but like, let's just take your Instagram for an example. Like I am not true. I mean, you are, have a very cute stylized life, which is authentically your life. I I mean, in my observation, um, but yours doesn't trigger me as much as some people, because it's like, you are actually trying to be uplifting and inspiring. And like the pictures you choose are more artistic and they're less, it's not like you're going to choose the most like glamorous photo of yourself. It's like, you're going to pick a picture that's interesting of yourself. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not as triggering as someone who's like seriously trying to present their lives in a more inauthentic way. Okay. But say someone's triggered by my Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. Say they see, okay. So the last photo I posted me pregnant Mm -hmm. a couple of years ago in Mexico. Yeah. That, that slightly triggered me. Okay, great. So people who are triggered by that photo, do you think it's my responsibility to not post that photo thinking, oh, this may trigger people or post it because it's it's a message I want to put out about how magical and sacred pregnancy can be. And if it triggers someone, great. 
that's kind of cool that it triggers someone because that gives them an opportunity to work out what it is that they need to heal, yeah. what it is that's triggering them. Whether they choose to, to take it that way or not, it's, at least there's still an opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I think there's different people with different, um, what am I trying to say? Like paths and missions. Do you know what I mean? So and do you curb your Instagram to not trigger people? Oh, yeah. See, I, I, I curb everything to not trigger people. See, I don't think that's serving anyone. I don't anyone. think that's serving every, anyone, but I think that allows me to be an approachable and kind, um, energetic signature. But living your life to not trigger anyone, isn't that contorting your true ideas and expression of who you are? Well, I am working on that and like I am working on being like a true expression of who I am because the things about me that I truly want to express that I really do hide because I believe they are triggering, it's not like me in a selfie in a bikini. Like I honestly have no desire to to post a picture of like that of myself. Like I'm a private person, like I don't like people looking at my body or whatever. I don't need sexual attention that way. I don't feel like I want it. So that wouldn't be where I'd be curbed. Where I'd be curbed is saying, yes, I believe like the queen is a reptile. Like, yes, I believe the moon is like an alien satellite. Like things that people would like really... Keep going. These are great. Yeah. Like um, things that people would really think are crazy and they're, I, they're the things that I believe. Like, and that, so do you that's see that where I your curb myself. inner critic is getting in the way of expressing but yourself fully okay, but, and authentically. So, but here's another thing though. Like I have tried to f- express myself fully and authentically in the past and it has met with so much negativity from the people that I love just that it's very hard to, um, to stand in my authenticity sometimes, hmm. you know, because I, I see how much like, it's almost like people are brainwashed to, to, automatically push away from this information, Hmm. you know? And it's like my reaction, it's like, oh God, I don't want, I want people to be inspired. I want people to see the truth in what I'm saying. I don't want people to be like disgusted and shut down to everything I'm saying just because I'm triggering them this way. Yeah. So it works for you to kind of pull back a bit. Yeah. And, and what I'm working on is just being fully a vessel of love. And as long as I'm expressing love and as long as I'm expressing a truth that is the goal of love and being love embodied and being Christ-like on earth, like I feel like I can stand in my authenticity and I don't have to feel guilty about it. Okay. I support that. Yeah. That's important. If everyone did that, we'd be living in a very different world. We'd be heading towards utopia, Christ consciousness. Yeah, we are. Well, at least one timeline is. I'm on, I want to be on that timeline. Yeah. And all you have to do is make that declaration and you are. I declare that I'm moving towards Christ consciousness and I'm embodying love in every word I speak and thought I have. Yes. And action I choose. Yes. All right. So it is. That is the medicine. That is the real medicine, what you just said. It's true. But I want to argue that it's so hard to choose that in moments where you are so hijacked by that ego inner critic. Okay. So let's talk about that. Yep. What do you do in the moment when you're hijacked? Like how can you despiralize into the downward spiral? I very okay, so I'll just kind of let you know where I get caught mm-hmm. in the inner critic. Um, I mean, if we're talking about comparisons, um, I usually get triggered and compare myself to, as you said, like where I want to be, right? Which is at the beach. <laughs> yes. It's true. I'm so jealous. It kind of gets me like seething. Like I have to, sometimes I unfollow people who have like the totally bomb beach life I want. I'm just so 
It Every cell you. in my because body. Because you want it, it so me. bad that it it's like, it hurts you. That's it. But, but that means it's other yours, days, Amber. But you know what? That means it's yours. No, but you know what? It's just other a matter of days, time. When I'm feeling more confident in myself, well slept, balanced, empowered, and good in my life, I see those shots of Bondi Beach or wherever the Mediterranean, wherever people are gallivanting around the pristine waters. And I I use I'll have that moment of, oh God, I wish I was there. And then instead of that downward spiral being, what's my life about? I'm trapped in LA. <laughs> yep, I'm the never going to get crisis. there. Like I have to earn more money so I can buy a house on the beach. Like ah, that, that mind loop I get caught in. Instead of going there in those moments where I feel physically, mentally, emotionally balanced, I go, oh my gosh, I'm going to, that's my next holidays. I start moving towards it rather than shutting down and moving away from it. Mm-hmm. I start planning a holiday. I think, oh, I'm going to go to the beach tomorrow. I get inspired by that post yeah. rather than, yeah, comparing myself and get pushing against it. So I guess my point is keeping balance, well slept, emotionally, physically empowered is probably a great space to try to keep most of your life, just, you know, to keep away those moments of the inner critic. Yes. And just to add to that, something that I've been doing is like, if I'm on Instagram and like, I see I'm triggered by like, whatever, someone who's triggering me, um, instead of like allowing that downward spiral to continue and to allow myself to even look at social media anymore, I try to switch the tab on my computer to like something that we're working on for mother loving future or something that's moving me closer to my heart path. That's actual work that I can be doing towards that, you know? Mm. So that's kind of the same thing as what you said. That's the same thing as what you said, isn't it? Yeah. No, but that that was beautiful. So in those moments, catching yourself before you go down that negative spiral and going, oh, this is the moment where I can flip that comparison to inspiration and motivation and move in action towards I want to eventuate, to, towards what I want eventuate in the world. Yes. And just having confidence that if you want it that bad, like that it hurts you, like it is yours. It's just a matter of time because not everyone is is so affected by the things that you are. Like for Amber, like I don't like the beach particularly. Like I could see someone on the beach and I I wouldn't care. I'd be like, yeah, enjoy your beach day. You know, like it wouldn't trigger me because it's not mine. It's not like what I need so bad. But that's wrapped up. That comparison is also wrapped up in lifestyle in having the freedom to just be traveling around Europe all year and hopping around to the Mediterranean beaches. It's, it's that, um, just that the lifestyle that comes with nature and carefree and not being stuck in suburbia or wherever I am, that's not by the beach. So I'm just going to say that like that will be yours, like that you need that so bad. It's, it's like, it's coming to you. I'm just affirming that. I love that. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah. Okay. And where else do I get triggered? Let me think. Um, I mean, it's interesting. It's in the moments where I'm feeling I'm lacking something. Say Carrie and I are in a bit of a funky spot and we've been fighting or I'm feeling down about something and not, and misunderstood, whatever. And then I see someone's perfect romantic relationship and they're just so in love and it's flawless. And in those moments I get, I feel like I'm lacking that. So obviously I don't double tap and I almost <laughs> unfollow that person. But <laughs> while I'm saying this, I'm just thinking how ridiculous that is because no. it's no, it is because the human condition is, is that no one has, has it. it all together no. and no one has that all the time. 
Yeah, but like I would just say, like just looking at you and your relationship and just observing you from the day to day, like you are working towards divine union with Carrie. Like you guys are breaking down the barriers that you have in your relationship actively. And like there's active progress being made towards like divine union partnership. I'm doing that. that but so that but that's another stop point. The ego from that's, taking but that's my another point that like it is going to be yours. Like you wanting that, it's like motivating you to achieve it. But even if I'm working towards that, that doesn't stop the inner critic from mm-hmm. taking me down. And so in those moments, I'm just trying to like get this out for myself. In those mm-hmm. moments, I guess the best thing to do is actually lean into the thing that's uncomfortable and that I want to move away from and lean into it, double tap the crap out of that. Or, if we're, or what about like do something for Carrie? Like exactly, actively do something that, that totally brings turn it you into guys spin, closer. In, turn yeah. it into inspiration. So flip it to the and inspiration. And pinpoint the thing that I'm getting triggered about. Is it the romance aspect? Is it the lifestyle aspect? What's the aspect that's triggering me? And create it in my life. Yes, that's what I'm going to do. That's my assignment. So it's like the flip and then also the realization that if you want it that bad, it's going to be yours. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. So that's, I guess that's the opportunity in comparisons and the inner critic. Okay. So what do you think, what do you think are some ways, some really practical tools people can use that spend most of their day generally just taken out by the inner critic? Meditation, I think is a good one because that gives you some kind of self-perspective about what the story is that's taking you down? Well, I think focusing on yourself, like really self-sourcing and inner sourcing and um, like forgetting about getting inspiration and affirmation from outside sources and really turning inward, starting a spiritual practice, getting to know your spirit guides, um, really getting to understand yourself and your mission on this earth and then getting into action around that mission. And I, I really believe that that will help. Mm. Oh, take it on. Yeah. And also I want to know, Jenna, when we're talking about, forget comparisons for a second. I know they're linked, but when we're talking about the inner critic, what is the story that is most, that you most play to yourself by, by the negative mind? I mean, a lot of similar to what you said, I don't know if you had said this in this recording because we actually had recorded this before and it got erased but, um, <laughs> by the negatives. It, yeah, was, it was, mine was, that, I'm not where I'm meant to be. Yeah, that and also um, that I'm a failure. I also feel like I'm a failure in like all aspects of my life. And so it's funny because some days I think I'm a success in aspects of my life, but then other days I'm like, I better just go kill myself because I'm okay. a total failure. And is there a link to those days? Uh, what? Like, is there a link to those days? Is there a similar physical state that you're in or emotional or mental state you're in mm. that sends you into that negative spiral? Yeah, it's probably just like... You're tired? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so the story that your inner critic is taking you down with is that I'm a failure. And that I'm crazy. You're That's crazy a ma- and major. you're a failure. Okay. I'm so, a crazy failure, guys. <laughs> you're a crazy failure. Okay. So this is this is the important moment. Is so your your inner critics taking you there? Is there a birth of that story that you can recall? Probably back in your childhood. Hold on, let me think. Um, yes, there is, and for me, it's more about being crazy, honestly, than being a failure. Because I think that me thinking I'm crazy has prevented me from being more of a success because I've just second guessed myself so much. And yeah, I do think there was a birth of that, and it has to do with my family being very scientific. Okay. Yeah. And do and you remember father, the moment that happened? Um, yes, I do. Actually, in my mind and heart, 
it was after my grandfather died and um, I was living in Paris and I, I experienced his spirit in a completely undeniable way. Uh, after he died, obviously. And, you know, he gave me information about a book that, you know, we had been talking about before he died. And then he, whatever the point is afterwards, I told my mom about the experience and I told her that I wanted to write the book. And then she thought, she told me I was crazy. And then I wrote the book anyway. And then she, she hated it. And she still thought I was crazy. Got it. So that jarred you, that traumatized that, you. That, yeah. Because before that, my mom was like, you could be anything you want. And then I've when I wanted to do something, then she just completely... And that's probably looped into you curbing your true totally. ideas yeah, and, and authenticity uh, around... Yes. And it gets back, you know, to like my my real dad and, and how he's a psychic and energetic healer and how my mom thinks he's crazy. So for me, exhibiting those types of behaviors makes her like automatically just say crazy and... Okay, great. So... Her. Do you think maybe your inner critic you can use as a compass and it's nudging you towards the thing? Yeah, I think it's nudging me that towards, you need to heal. It's d- nudging me towards everything that I want to be and ha- is mine, you know, and isn't yet, I think. Yeah. Great. But that original wound, have you spent time on that and faced that and worked on healing that? Yeah. I mean, I've faced it and been very honest about it within myself, but I don't think it's healed. Do you, think, do you think if you keep working on it and you get closer to healing it, that inner critic is going to stop pointing towards I, the story I if think, you're not... No, I think the only thing that will stop my inner critic is act, self-actualization. I really do. I think until I am like completing my mission in the way that I have a burning desire to do so, like I will still have that inner critic pushing me. Okay, so it's your coach. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. It's just about how you perceive it. Mm-hmm. All right. How about you? What about me? Well, I don't know. Just uh, what? How about your inner critic? What do you think that's leading you to? I mean, my my inner critic story is you're not where you're meant to be, mm-hmm. and that's in so many ways. Like geographically, I'm not where I'm meant to be, or in my career, I'm not where I'm meant to be, or my finances, or my relationship, or my motherhood journey, or whatever it may be. Your number of podcast episodes. <laughs> exactly. It's not where I'm meant to be. Should have been Seriously. 100 by now. Totally. Um, no. Come on. That, that's where my inner critic takes me. Yeah. And, at, and, and as I said, some days I can use that as ammunition mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, like get on the, the training course and keep going and pushing towards where I want to be. And at some days I'm like, what's the point? I give up. I'm never going to be where I need to be. Everyone else is where they are and where they need to be, but I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. And it's just so ironic because I feel like somebody, you know, could see you who doesn't like know you or whatever and just have their inner critic just be like saying that they're not where they want to be because of you looking exactly. at your life, you know? And that is why I think it's so important when you have that moment when the inner critic's trying to take you down with comparisons to really check yourself and be like every single human feels like they're not where they're meant to be. Everyone is taken down by the inner critic. No one has it all together. Everyone's trying to figure it out. And if that person that looks like they have it all together, there's a part of them that's suffering. It's the human condition. And if we just tap in and focus on having compassion for that person, it may dilute that negative energy of jealousy or comparison or whatever kind of takes you down. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try that next time. Sounds good. Okay. Great. So... Anything have, else on that? No. I think. Do you have a challenge? A, a challenge, challenge for our listeners? Yes, I do. Okay, challenge for you, Jenna, and the listeners, and for me, is identify the main story your inner critic tells you that has taken you down. Investigate where that story originated from 
and move towards healing that original wound with love and acceptance. Take on some ritual that supports redirecting that negative self-talk to a more positive, empowering dialogue. Beautiful. Yeah. Yummy, yummy, okay, yum. great. So that's it for today. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and we're really thankful for your support and really excited to have you with us next time. Bing. <laughs> if you, and it, also, if you liked this episode, please jump onto iTunes and leave a five-star review. We will be obsessed with you <laughs> forever. And also, if you have any ideas on this or a story you want to share, leave it in the comments. We really get a high from getting comments. We love them. We always reply. Really? It means a lot to us. And we're on this journey with you. Oh, really, like Jenna and I, our whole mission is we spreading the word. We're in it with you. Trust me. If we heal, then we heal the future. And if we collectively heal, then we really yeah. heal the future. Yes, yes, yes. The, no biggie, but the weight of the world's on your shoulders. Have fun. Today. <laughs> Bye. Lots of love. Have the best week ever. And we'll fill you with us next time. Bye. <laughs> Visit our website, themotherlovingfuture.com for more information. And please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We read every single review and comment, and we are so grateful for your support. See you next week.